2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show.
1: You are listening to The Dan
3: Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Thursday. It's hour one. Morale is high. We'll talk some football with Chris Sims, NBC Sports, a little later on. We'll talk the new baseball rules with Jeff Passan from the Mothership. He'll stop by. Kansas City Chiefs had a big parade yesterday, and and, uh, they're collecting receipts on everybody who didn't think that they would be here. And you know what? They have a valid argument. It's just they're taking it too far. If you still have the maybe the greatest tight end of all time and a top 5 all-time quarterback and you got a Hall of Fame head coach you're in pretty good shape but they did you know they lost Tyreek Hill they let him go and now I think we thought what would the offense be like and then I was told well he'll just spread it around more you had a lot of people predicting that maybe they're going to be a playoff team I think people fell in love with Denver fell in love with the Raiders I had the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. But, you know, Kansas City is not a new story. Everybody's looking for the new story. And that's what happened. It felt like it was the Buffalo Bills and everybody else in the AFC. It was Josh Allen. He was going to be the MVP. But I'm going to read something to you. This this is sort of a, an indicator. There There's a lot of criticism about the Chiefs when they traded Tyreek Hill. This is last summer. So... Patrick Mahomes will continue to have to play at a high level. Won't have as many big plays over the top with Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sky Moore is a rookie second-rounder, likely have to battle veterans here. The offense struggled last season. Weeks 8 through 13, they scored 22 points or less, but allowed 17 points or less but won all those contests. Uh, Furthermore, the Chiefs lost some defensive backs. Uh, They lost uh, Tyron Matthew. Uh, So, you know, they were talking about all these things that they didn't have. They're going to sorely miss Tyreek Hill. Head coach Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey will find a way to win 10 games in a much tougher AFC West division and five 2021 first place teams on the schedule. Prediction, 10 and 7. All right. I mean, that, 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 that's a fair criticism there of what happened in the offseason. Losing Tyreek Hill, fastest player in the NFL, big play receiver for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes didn't make all pro the previous year. OK, I get it. Well, they kind of blew that out of the water this year. And they filled in nicely with some, uh, you know, a young secondary, the offensive line. Mahomes was Mahomes, Kelsey was Kelsey, and Andy Reid was Andy Reid. And that was enough. Yesterday at the parade, they had the chance to take the microphone and let everybody know that you shouldn't have doubted us. Here's Travis Kelsey about those who doubted the Chiefs.
4: Let me take you back to. 2022 in the month of maybe April. Guys were getting signed left and right. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. The haters were saying the Chiefs were done. If you knew the Chiefs were gonna win the division, let me hear you say hell yeah. All
5: yeah. uh, right now.
6: Alrighty. Is that Brian Kelly showing up there?
3: <laughs> Where's that accent? I don't know. He, he's from Ohio. The hate is yeah.
7: Southern oh, no. Ohio. Nobody was no, no. believing. He's from know. Northern
3: Ohio, but he did play at Cincinnati as a <laughs> as, uh, college ball there. Uh, Travis Kelsey wasn't done. Are the Chiefs of Dynasty.
4: This was the best season of my life. I owe it to you guys. I owe it to the guys on this stage. I owe it to everybody in Chiefs Kingdom and the organization that we've been able to create. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty.
3: Okay. Here's Patrick Mahomes on uh, this rebuilding year that they had.
8: Before we start this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. We're world champs. We're world champs.
4: <laughs> yeah, Marv. What's up with the WWE promos? No one ever said what we could do a Stone Cold Steve Kelsey over there. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I see yeah. you. All right.
6: You smell what Patrick Mahomes is cooking?
3: Yeah, uh, it's, it's called beer. Yeah, a lot of beer flowing there. So, uh, all right. Um, Chiefs Kingdom. Every other team has a nation. They have a kingdom. They're extra special. (laughs) Yeah, they are. The Eagles nation, Bronco nation, but it's Chiefs kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. Hey, you can say whatever you want now. You won the Super Bowl, and there is some validity to them questioning the people who questioned them. I get it. But the Chiefs cooled off. I mean, there was nothing that the Chiefs did the previous year where you said, oh, look at that team. They're going to be great again. They did well. They drafted well. They brought in the right people, strengthened the offensive line. You know, they found a seventh-round draft pick out of Rutgers. Isaiah Pacheco. Like, you know, it all kind of – everybody filled in, you know, the gray area here. And congratulations to them. But – how about we slow this um, the rest of the offseason? Like, okay, you got your say. Like, I don't want to dislike the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know they're bordering on being annoying here. <laughs> like it just bordering. Yeah, yeah, bordering on being annoying. Yeah, Marv.
4: But they won, so I'm all right with it. The Grizzlies are the ones that I'm <laughs> not
3: feeling. <laughs> Can you imagine if the Memphis Grizzlies win uh, NBA championship? Those bears wouldn't hibernate. Oh god, that'll be that'll be death. They won't let anybody forget. Yeah, Paul.
7: The parade route was intriguing. Went, uh, they went down nobody believed at us Boulevard <laughs> and stopped at Us Against the World Way and parked right there for the thing. Fun no,
3: times. Uh, nobody is going to uh, underrate the Chiefs this upcoming season. They're gonna be the they're gonna be the, they're gonna go undefeated. I'm gonna say they're going undefeated. Yes, yes, Eden. I missed
6: all this bravado week two when they were like, nobody believes in us. <laughs> you okay, you all, you doubter
3: haters that don't think <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster's any good. Okay, we'll show you. I missed all of that throughout the season. And then you know, Juju Smith Schuster, as uh, he's referred to as TikTok boy by uh, A.J. Brown of the Eagles, like you're going to call out you know the defensive back who held you on Valentine's Day, and uh, you know got the the holding penalty there. <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster was, you know, a, a phone call away of not playing in the NFL again. And then all of a sudden you come in, you play with Patrick Mahomes, and then, all right, hey, you know what? I'm taking receipts
7: too here. Yeah, Paul. There was this great clip from the parade. I was watching a bunch of clips yesterday, and, you know, these guys are drinking a lot of beer all day, and there's no bathroom on these floats. So Mahomes, like, leaves a float, runs, and all these cops start scrambling. He runs to a porta potty, and in the porta potty, all of a sudden the media starts coming around. Wives and kids and families are around this porta potty like it's an unveiling, and he comes out of the porta potty and the whole place just goes berserk. It's a pretty good team. Well,
3: we had Orlando Brown Jr., the offensive uh, lineman, on yesterday, and I said, "Look, your job is to make sure Mahomes doesn't fall off the uh, uh, float," and I guess he almost fell off the uh, the float there. He was swaying. He was he was Brady like it, uh, you know, but he was down in beers. They had fun, you know. But then, And they deserve to take a victory lap. They did a wonderful job this year. And they proved a lot of us wrong with what they did. Now go undefeated this upcoming season, because that's what I'm predicting. The Chiefs will go undefeated. BOGO, buy one, get one, 50% off sale on all the T-shirts. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you can go to danpatrick.com. We've got something for you, because we believe in you. Buy any shirt, get another shirt, 50% off. There's some new ones up there, too. Oh, there are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do we have Sneaky Athletic up there now? Uh, we do. I do love that one. That one's doing really well, actually. Yeah, I like that one. It's a good shirt. Because it's, you can wear it, and you, you know, you're going to get a lot of looks like Sneaky Athletic. All right. And I think we could all, not you, Marvin, just the, uh, the guys here, the other guys, we could be
6: Sneaky Athletic. It's funny. Like uh, I'm looking at some of our shirts sometimes, and I don't even. Rem- I know they came from somewhere, but I don't even know why. Like we have one that we sell called "Human Interaction is Overrated." I'm not. Is that Barry in Santa Fe or was that Todd? I don't remember.
7: I don't. Rem- I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Yeah. But- <laughs> I-, I think that's Barry in Santa Fe. Fritzy had Minimum Kindness.
6: Oh, Minimum oh, Kindness yeah. was Todd. Yeah, that's right. We got one that's. Uh,
3: we got the High Motor shirt. I, don't- I like that one. Yeah, Sneaky Athletic is uh, my favorite yeah. right now. Dollar Shave Club back with us. Top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club, available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad, Dollar Shave Club. All right. Poll question today, Seton O'Connor. What are we going to go with? Uh, Dan, we've got
6: one here. We've got one, another one from Todd, actually. That's, oh. that, I'm very curious about okay. Todd. Could you run over the birthday one for me? Birthday one?
5: Of those celebrating birthdays today, I would most want to be which one of these people? Mahershala Ali, if I'm pronouncing that right. Mahershala. Mahershala. Can you say Mahershala that again, please? Mahershala.
3: No, no, Mahershala. Mahershala no. Ali. Can we just stop
5: there? <laughs> yes. Sonny Bono, Lavar Burton, John McEnroe, Elizabeth Olsen, Ice-T or The Weeknd?
6: So Sonny, Bono's dead. Dead. Sonny Bono's dead. So you wouldn't yeah. want to be Sonny Bono. Want but, to but maybe
5: at the height of their careers. Mm. Of those celebrating... I don't birthdays.
6: feel like he died in a good way either. I don't, I don't want to do that. Okay.
3: What else? So that uh, of all the people and their birthdays, who do we want to be? Like, it's not like who do you want to have a beer with, or like grab
6: dinner, or go on a uh, yeah. four-day darkness retreat with? Who do you most want to be? In the primes
5: of their career, which one of those would you rather be?
3: Mahershala. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is the weekend in his prime right now? He's killing kind it. Of. Yeah. No doubt about that. He's he's doing well. That might be the weekend because he's is he the youngest out of that? And Elizabeth Olsen is a wonderful actress, but you know she's Mary Kate and Ashley's sister, older sister. It's kind of interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like Ice T right now
6: is being underappreciated. Oh, he's okay. been uh, just like an all-time great rapper. Mm. He had a heavy metal band that was awesome. Mm-hmm. He's done great things in movies, and he's on uh, just. Uh, this unbelievable run on a TV show that it's probably doing quite well for himself. That's a fellow who's figured out a hell of a life for yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's lived like 10 lives in one life. I That's... think him
5: and Mariska Hargitay have like the most episodes of law and order now in the history of that show.
3: Oh, so hey Mariska okay. is that, uh, and,
7: and is Chris Merloni still on there? Chris Merloni left about five years ago. Uh-huh. Now that took the whole brand took a hit. He's back with law and order, uh, like, uh, um, organized crime. Good show. A little darker and deeper. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those shows. It's, it's, he's dark.
3: Oh, he's not, deep. He's complex. Yeah. Criminal I, Intent. Yeah, I've not seen any Any. not one of those shows. Huh. You didn't even watch when they do crossovers? No. Where criminal Intent is with SVU no. and then he goes back to Buddy. I, I, I have never seen I, I know I see the promos, but I've never seen an episode. When I first got to our hotel in Scottsdale
6: and I turned on the TV (laughs) right next to each other was Law and Order for like five straight hours or Million Dollar Listings L.A. for like five straight hours. And it was like Sophie's Choice. I was like, I don't know. What am I supposed
3: to do I hadn't been watching Million Dollar Listing L.A. and our good buddy Josh Altman. I saw him on
6: there. I was like, oh, man, remember that guy? He used to be our buddy.
3: Yeah, former uh, kicker
6: in uh, college is he a guy who might not get your sense of humor josh altman yeah oh or do you think he does
3: uh, he might not get it you know because i i poke fun at him yeah 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 like eric stone street i don't think got your sense of humor no he did not no he did <laughs> not i don't and i only
6: mention him because of the chiefs it's like topical right now but i don't think he got your sense of humor. No.
3: I, I think I said something as he was leaving our studio. You said I help the Chiefs lose. Yeah, something, along those something about that. And he referred and He to goes, him. what a D word. D word. Very loud. What a what d, d word. <laughs> <laughs> what a D
6: Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. An all-time great moment off air on this show. I loved it. it
3: what a D, what d word. What a D word. And I go, oh, did he just say that? Funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got to him. Yeah. He he doesn't get he didn't get my sense of humor. I don't think he did. No, I, I don't. I don't know if Nick Wright gets my sense of humor either. He better hurry up and get it because there's more where that's coming from.
7: Yes, Pauline. If you go back and watch like the early Law and Orders Dan, you could see a lot of famous actors who had cameos like before they got famous. Like uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts was on Law and Order back when she was a nobody. You know, a Robin Williams did one just for Julia one time. Julia Roberts was always a somebody. A good point. Sorry. Apologies. No, no. Bradley Cooper was in, in a scene where he was like a drug guy. Hmm. You'll see all these famous actors from back in the day. You should start watching Law & Order. No. Ah. No, it's too late. And
6: you know You can pick it up right now. You don't need to, <laughs> you don't need to know the storyline or anything. You I, just jump right in. Rip from the headlines. There's some backstory that you might not get, but for the most part, you'll be all right. I don't think I watch network TV.
3: Maybe that's the problem.
5: Oh, you're missing out.
3: Well, I know you. All you watch is ABC, NBC, and CBS,
5: and a lot of local weather newscasts. I yeah. like to know what the weather's going to be.
3: And we have we have an idea for uh, future parades, and and I I'll take a break and I'll come back and and let you know. I think this is a good suggestion for the parades, you know, celebrations as we move forward. I got a good idea. We'll come up with a poll question. We'll settle on one. I, I, are we going to go with? Do you want to be the weekend or? You know, we, uh, we could go with who's better at their job, Chris Sims or Jeff Passan. No, I don't want to do oh, that. Oh, you don't want to do, Oh, that? No, okay. no, 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 no. We, we can't do that. Okay. All right. Because obviously it's Passan. <laughs> Passan's going to win in a landslide. <laughs> yes, Todd. What about
5: going with Aaron Rodgers to his darkness retreat? If he selected you for whatever reason out of all the people and you can either say, yeah, I'll go with you and hang out in the tent for four days or, you know what? That's not what I'm into. Have fun with that.
3: I'd do it. Okay.
5: Yeah. I mean,
3: uh, sure. Why not? I mean, they're bringing in food. You yeah. know? He's Could not going to go hungry.
5: Might be minimalistic kind of food. He I strikes don't, me as a, No,
3: no. There's nothing that says you're on a starvation, you know, type of... you got to uh, catch your
5: own fish you gotta, and start your own No, fire. No, 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 no.
3: <laughs> and uh, did you see the guy, the naked... What's that show? Naked and Scared or something? Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. And the mm. guy ended up... Uh, I think he um, burnt his... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think D word. Yeah, yes, we've had the D word. Yeah, D word coming back. Who saw that coming? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like naked you're naked and, and afraid. No, then put on clothes and get off the damn island. Yeah. Like, I, I'm naked and afraid. OK, so don't
4: be. Yeah. And yeah, so don't <laughs> sign up for the show. <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't called Clothed and Comfortable.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to give you a couple bloops, man. You're, right. You got you got a couple of good liners here today, Marv. Oh, thank you. It's early. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes, Todd. It's
5: like when the bachelor bachelor says, oh, I didn't sign up for this. They get all emotional. So that's exactly what you signed up for. You want to be discovered and found and become famous. So don't, don't be crying about it. I can't choose between Brian and Sally P.
3: Could have oh, let Marvin just let have. the line just stay have. there. Because Marvin had one of those end of the, uh, you know, Sally segment.
7: <laughs> like Maharashalala. Yeah. <laughs>
6: and Sonny Bono, who is no longer How about us. we take a break here? We'll come I'd back. I'd rather be Sonny Bono right now,
3: as a matter of <laughs> fact. Oh, <laughs> run me into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was skiing and he ran into a tree. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, man. he died. Let's take a break here. Going to come back on the program. dangerous sport. Thank you, Todd. Back after this Dan Patrick Show. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching
4: FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off.
3: To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Make sure you go and sign up for the newsletter. DanPatrick.com. You'll uh, get a heads up on when we're going to have moonshine, the tailgate moonshine ready for you. We've been uh, sipping, sampling. we got a tough job around here. Working late. Yep. The uh, salted caramel is the next moonshine, the tailgate moonshine, that will have limited quantities. We're going to let you know. Probably uh, be uh, two weeks that we'll let you know when you can order that. Let's go to uh, Chris Sims, who joins us now on loan from Pro Football Talk Live. Hey, we haven't spoken to you in a while here. So uh, Super Bowl fallout here. Now we're talking about Jalen Hurts getting paid. I don't know if you're on the same page with uh, giving him $45 million. But uh, what options do the Eagles have in a situation like this?
8: No, you're right. I, I think you said it right. I mean, options are limited. And I know I, I, I he deserves that. I do. He's, you know, proven people like me where I didn't know how good he could be as a pocket passer or throwing the football, he proved me wrong. I mean, it's certainly where I thought it ended last year. We saw tremendous progress there. And, of course, you know, uh, and, and one of the all-time runs there by a really good football team. And then now they're at a point, too, where he's got them, is that they got a great team and they've kind of orchestrated this offense around his talents. So, from that standpoint, Yeah, there's no doubt he deserves to be paid. And, you know, I got – really, I got a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts and some of the things he's done in his career to this time and the adjustments he's made.
3: What were your reservations about him?
8: Well, yeah, just the – again, if the run game didn't work, if they played a team that was able to slow the run game, right, there was tight window throws, you know, making the proper throw, you know, putting the ball in a location that you know made sense for a quarterback—things like that. the quickness of the release, the quality of the football—all of those, you know, were things I questioned. I mean, there was a reason. Again, I know I say these things, and people go, "Oh, you're a an hater," and I want to go, "Wait, but this is why he left Alabama and went to Oklahoma because there was those issues, and that's why he was drafted in the second round because you know I think a lot of people came away from his pro day workouts going, "Okay, it's good, but it's not great." Um, but we've seen the adjustments made and, you know, they got a really damn good team down there in Philadelphia.
3: Your thoughts on uh, the Chiefs' victory lap where they're taking receipts. They're calling out everybody who didn't believe in the Chiefs.
8: Yeah, well, hey, they're a special team. They're a chippy bunch in their own right. And you know, I think they felt disrespected with the talk of the Bengals, right? The, the talk of the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. They're way better. Oh, you lost Tyreek Hill. You're not going to be the same quarterback Mahomes or team and all of that. So I, that's where I don't think Kansas City has got enough credit is they're, you know, either a passing team, but they're a physical passing team, as we've seen. I mean, stopped two of the all time run teams we've seen here to win Super Bowls the last 10 years. The 49ers, the Shanahan offense got physical, stopped the run game in that one, yeah. did it again in this one. And, you know, they, they got something going as far as you know, a young team that I think is you know, only going to get better. And it's pretty, it's complete. And really, Dan, the, the thing about that Super Bowl, I mean, Mahomes was phenomenal. Steve Spagnuolo and what he did on the defensive side of the ball, that was an all-time defensive game plan. It really was. It was special. Uh, and some of the things he did for them to win. I know people are going to go, well, he got up 400 yards, how special it was. If he didn't do some of the things he did, it would have been 600 yards and 45 minutes of time of possession. So that was a a special game plan from him.
3: More likely to get back to the Super Bowl, the Eagles or the Chiefs?
8: Man, they're both high up there. I mean, of course, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs to me are a team that like it's um, to me, it's like when they win, it's like, hey, the pressure's off and let's just go do this again. And they have fun and they're not, it's not, not like New England where, Maybe they're stressed out all the time, and, you know, it's Bill putting the hot poker on, on everybody's butt and all that conversation. So, yeah, I'll go with them. And the Eagles, though, that team, that roster, man, they're scary. I mean, they they really are. That's where, you know, there's two things about that Super Bowl. One, I mean, there's a reason Fox, all the people in the pregame, you saw all of them kick the Eagles by seven, ten points, right? right? Uh, You saw Greg Olson come on the telecast and tell you how you talk to people around the league. This is like the roster of rosters. That was an unbelievable moment. Kansas City was not as good as Philadelphia. And the game plan and Mahomes, the way he played was amazing. And uh, that's where I'm amazed by that. And then the other one that I'm amazed by is that people think Jalen Hurts should be the MVP over Patrick Mahomes. That's where I just go. That's Insane! That I don't understand what people are saying
3: there. He's Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk live co-host with Mike Florio. I said, when asked this question, that the Eagles might have a better chance because the AFC is loaded. Right. The right. NFC. Who are you worrying about? The Niners. Right. I mean, that, I, I hear you. That's your yeah. main competition, and it and yeah. it's not to discredit the Chiefs. It's that the the AFC is loaded. The best quarterbacks are in the AFC. And that's why I think it would be tougher. It doesn't mean they can't make it. Just yeah. I look at the Eagles. But I also look at the Eagles. You're going to lose some guys, free agency. You're going to pay Hurts right. all that money. Right. Uh, is Kelsey going to play? Uh, I mean, the the offensive line, Lane Johnson, like these guys are getting up there. And, and yep. so I, I don't think this is a dynasty. I think they got some really good players. I, I'm going to be curious of how long they can keep them and, and yeah. continue to play, and you lose both of your uh, coordinators there as well.
8: Right. No, they, they got an uphill battle. They're, they're right, and you said it all, right? I think you unpacked those details correctly. You know, we've seen the Chiefs can orchestrate it, you know, with the quarterback contract, and they know how to develop young talent. And, you know, and your point about the AFC and how tough it is is, like, totally real, Dan. I'm with you. I mean, that's no clear-cut right or wrong there. Yeah. I think the AFC... We might be getting into the like mid '80s, early '90s conversation almost, where it's like, okay, yeah, Kansas City's the main team, and then hey, the Bengals win one, and then the Bills win one, and then hey, it's Kansas City again, and then you know, almost like it was with the Niners, the Giants, the you know Washington Redskins at the time, yeah. uh, the Bears, the Cowboys. You kind of knew it was going to be those type of teams, but you know, to your point, I'm interested to see what magic Howie Roseman can work there in Philadelphia once again, and. You know, I just am a believer in that greatness of the Chiefs football team to To think they'll be back, especially with that guy at quarterback.
3: Why does Eric Bieniemy have to leave the Chiefs to take the same <laughs> job with the commanders?
8: I, it, he's like a – it's like a – it's a gift and a curse, right? Like, yeah, it's a gift. I get to work with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but nobody gives him credit for it. And I think that's why. I think maybe this – if he can go somewhere – and, man, I love the fit with the Washington Commanders. I love the fit because you think about what they got, right, Dan? Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, right? Antonio Gibson, a running back. You know, even Sam Howell, he's got to – he can throw the deep ball and move a little. That's a lot of things. Eric Bieniemy can get people motioning and shifting and going all different places. So uh, – but I think that if he did it and went there in a place like that on his own and had success – People would run out of some of those excuses they use against them. And, you know, my other thing is maybe Eric Bianami has to play the game within the game a little bit. Got to be maybe a little more of a politician behind the scenes because I think that's what some of these guys that are passing him up are doing, maybe. And he's old school and I respect that, but that doesn't always get you a job.
3: So that's what you're hearing.
8: Yeah. Yeah. That's what sort of, I've always heard. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I would
3: go to Andy Reed, yeah. Chris, if I'm, if, right. let's say I'm going to hire Eric Bieniemy, I want to bring him in. First guy I go to is Andy Reed. The second guy I go to, I ask if I can talk to Patrick Mahomes. Right. And just say, can you, can you tell me what Eric does? Yeah. We had Orlando Brown jr. On yesterday. And I said, who calls the plays? Does Eric call the plays? And he says, I don't know. Like that. That's, like there's a mystery yeah. here that it, right. it, it's, it's, it's strange.
8: I, I know. I know it is. It's weird. You know, it's weird. And I get, and I think they share the duties a little bit and that's part of it. But see, my problem, Dan is like, nobody cares about these questions when it's an offensive coach off the Shanahan staff or the McVay staff, right? That's where they, they just go, well, oh, he's never called plays or he just worked there. Let's <laughs> give him the head job. But this one, all of a sudden we got 25 questions about it. And no, that's where
3: it, I think to it's me, doesn't
8: yeah. yeah, look right all the time. Right. Yeah,
3: I, I think yeah. that's fair. Um, okay. A couple of things. If you ran the bears, you're on the clock. What are you doing with the number one pick?
8: I'm going with defense. Okay. I, this is, this is where the world's crazy. All right. I'm going to have a little chuckle with you here. Right. Because I was kind of portrayed as the Justin Fields hater of the world. Right. When he was coming <laughs> out in the draft, uh, you know, I had some issues throwing the football, now I'm the guy in Chicago or anywhere else going, I'm defending Justin Fields. And now all those people that were telling me I was an idiot and that I only have the job because of my dad, they're going, <laughs> wait, he's got questions. He's got questions throwing the football. He's got que- We're not sure about throwing the football. I want to go, well, no, you know, sh knocked doc, doc no crap, thank you. Oh, but, but, but don't apologize or anything. But my thing here would be the biggest thing, Dan, is I'm just, De- Justin Fields has an elite trait that's really rare. I would never trade that. It's away. not
3: sustainable.
8: No, it might not be. But I don't know. Is Bryce Young at 5'11, 180 pounds sustainable either? That's what I would argue to that, right?
3: But so, I got to do the math. Yeah. I got to yeah. do this is a math you know, uh, equation. I got to pay Fields in a year and a half, and I got to pay him a lot of money. Yeah. I can get I can reset the clock. You're not ready to win anything now. And you can trade him away, give you know send him to Carolina and you know, let him be a star down there. You take your quarterback. Yeah, you have to entertain that. You may not like it, but just because I got a thousand yard rusher and he's my quarterback doesn't mean I want to keep him as my quarterback. I, I listen, I, I hear you there. And well, is Bryce your... Young rated higher? Is he graded higher? Then just sure. Justin Fields was coming out. The answer is yes, right?
8: Right, Pro- yeah, okay. probably. And I haven't studied those guys yet, so I can't give you a fair assessment on it yet. And, you know, we'll get there, and I, I'm sure we'll have conversations. and it, I, I I hear the things you're saying there, too, and I don't think you know those are wrong. But see, to me, this is again, it's almost like the be enemy thing. We use that against Justin Fields, but I don't hear anyone go, but it's not sustainable with Justin Hurd. I mean, Jalen hurts. it's uh, so it's okay with him. But Justin Fields, and what I want to say is, put an offensive line like the Bear, like the Eagles have, and put two number one superstar receivers on the outside, and a top. Oh, yeah, but, type. but
3: but you don't have that. Jalen no, Jalen Hurts does have the element of I can throw to Devonte Smith or uh, AJ Brown.
8: Well, I, they're going to have a ton of money in Chicago this year. I hope those are some of the things they do. Right. Justin Fields to your point too, Dan, he needs to learn to take care of himself. I I do think playing that way is sustainable, you know, as long as the quarterback knows how to protect himself. And, you know, the other thing is you don't need to run him twenty times a game. You just have to have that threat of him available no, to
3: run you do have to run him because they have no offense. Well he'll
8: that'll happen, but I don't think you have to call twenty design game you know game, run game design runs for the quarterback. I'm saying if you call eight to ten, he's in a flirt with a hundred yards in those eight to ten rushes plus the scrambles that happen yeah. and yes, I'm hoping that you know this is why they bit the bullet last year they 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 were paying millions and millions to guys that weren't even on the team, so hopefully they can do that but back to the main point is Justin fields is like, he's an elite runner. He's an all-time great runner. And like, I would put it up there, not just with the quarterbacks. I I would go top five, put the ball in his hands, anybody position in football right now. I go, Justin Fields, he's in that conversation. And I just wouldn't trade that away, Dan.
3: All right. If you run the jets, what are you doing? Oof.
8: well, I mean, I I know Aaron Rodgers is, of course, the big shiny object that's out there. That would scare me. I mean, Aaron Rodgers at his best is the best option out there. But what it goes into trading for him, you know, the commitment you're going to get him from him as far as years. And Dan, some of the things you heard me talk about on the show this year, right? You know, it was not a great year. He was antsy in the pocket. He was unwilling to pull the trigger and make throws into tight windows. So that would scare me a little. It would. So, of course, Rodgers is probably candidate number one. But then after that, I think I look at Derek Carr to be the next guy. But if I
3: said you could have Derek Carr, you don't have to trade for him. Yeah. I'm going to get him for four years. Right. No drama. Yeah. Or I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers maybe for two years.
8: Maybe. Maybe. Right.
3: I would take Derek Carr for four, oh, yeah. because the Jets are really close. Like they're they're a playoff caliber team in, in the waiting, definitely. And right. but they might be two years away from being you know an actual playoff yeah. team. Yeah, so that can
8: make a run in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah,
3: so I would look at that window. Aaron Rodgers coming in. I, I just don't want to deal. I, I as great as he is, I don't want to deal with that. You no, know, like I, I, one I, year to the I, next. I, I just can't do it. I think it's fair. I that would the number one thing that would scare me is
8: what you're saying. That okay, yeah, we trade the farm, we pay him this money, we establish something. Oh crap, we're right back in the same boat and we need a quarterback. Now, hopefully that's where maybe a Zach Wilson could take over mm-hmm. and develop. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But either way, I, I think you're you're saying some really true football things there. You know, to your point too, you get a Derek Carr. Well, that probably would end the Zach Wilson thing unless he failed miserably. But the other thing is, you know, you said it right. They're a young team. So you get a Derek Carr, you can maybe build something here for the future that's sustainable as well. Uh, I'll be interested to see what they do because Rodgers, Car, Garoppolo, you know, the, I, I could see any of that kind of stuff happening.
3: I'll leave you with this. Do you think the Packers have already headed down the road without Aaron Rodgers?
8: I certainly think they're thinking about it, right, and and, and and have at least a pre-plan down there. And I don't have any inside info to, to, you know, shed light on that situation. But how can they not be, right? How could they not be a little sick of the drama and all the stuff all the time as well, like you just discussed? So uh, I, I got to think they're kind of getting their ducks in a row. Like when Rodgers made the comment two weeks ago, like, Seems like there's some conversations about me going on that I'm not. Well, there has to be. Like, what do you? These teams can't just go. We won't think about quarterback until he comes out of the dark room, and then we'll try to. They gotta start figuring things out and talking, you know, behind the scenes a little bit. So I would think there's some pre-planning, Dan.
3: Have you gone into a dark room before?
8: No, no, never, never. Only when I go to sleep. I mean, that's it. I like it dark then,
3: but after that, no. Okay. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not for me. All right. Great to talk to you. You're the man, Dan. That's uh, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live, co-host with Mike Florio on the show that precedes ours on Peacock. We'll take a break. Got a lot of phone calls waiting. Top of the hour, Jeff Passan from the Mothership helps us with the new baseball rules. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app
2: hi
5: this is jay glazer and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like hbo's ballers but what you don't know is for my entire life i have lived in something i refer to as the gray depression anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words
2: It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Poll question for the final hour would be what, Seton O'Connor? Poll question for the final hour, Dan. The new rules
6: in Major League Baseball are hokey or going to make the game better?
3: Hmm. Mm. You can only pick one of the two. Because they can still be hokey but make the game better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a better way to word that then, mm. or do I just stick with it? Uh you can stick with yeah, it. Yeah, we'll just stick with yeah, it. it. Yeah, you can stick with it. I think people get the idea. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it, but this feels like baseball's at a crossroads. When you look at the you know the draw of the NFL, that's twelve months out of the year. And I, I think if you're, if you're going to be baseball and reinvent yourself, what exactly do you want to be? Hey, we want to be something different. We want the games to be faster. I just want the games to be more interesting. We get caught up in if somebody says, uh, hey, this movie is three hours long. And then you watch it and you go, gosh, that was great. And, and then you can watch a two and a half hour movie and go, boy, that was forever. Look at baseball. You go to a game, is there any movement? There's not. Might be a couple of home runs, a lot of strikeouts, hee ha! and that's it. And I think what baseball is trying to get is movement, excitement, get the hitters into the batter's box, get the pitchers to pit, you know, all of these things. I just want quality, not, you know, the, the clock clock, Oh, you know, the game was over in, uh, you know, three hours and two minutes. Wow, that must have been a great game. Not necessarily. Yes, Eaton. I just want to
6: know why they're going after Ricky Henderson so directly.
3: Oh, with the bases? With now the
6: bases? I mean, that was a safe record, right? <laughs> Nobody steals bases anymore. He was going to be the king I, I, into
3: infinity I and think beyond. I think it's still safe.
6: They're going after Ricky Henderson
3: directly. Wow, well, okay. Jeff Passan from the Mothership ESPN Senior Baseball Insider joining us from Scottsdale, Arizona. Jeff, good to have you on. Where do you want to start with the uh, rule change? The, the one rule change that you think will have the biggest change in baseball is going to be what?
0: I think that the pitch clock is going to be the biggest change in Major League Baseball, perhaps in integration. Mike, I I, I don't feel like I'm being a prisoner of the moment in saying that. I just look back at all the rules changes throughout the years, and I don't know that I can find one that's going to have as demonstrable an effect on the game as the pitch clock does. Because you're right, like there are great three-hour movies, and there are terrible two-and-a-half-hour movies, but I think there's a psychological barrier that fans have erected in their minds about baseball, where... It's too long. It's too slow. It's too insert negative connotative adjective right there. And uh, I don't I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of the minor league games last year where the pitch clock was used. Uh, I'm telling you, Dan, if you haven't seen a baseball game with a pitch clock yet, once you do, you're going to be like, how in the hell did they go this long without it? Um, it it's, you know people at Major League Baseball like to say this is going to bring the game back to the style from the 70s and 80s that we had. Uh, not just where stolen bases are more emphasized, but where the game feels crisp and clean and even quick, which is something you would never say about modern baseball. Um, and, and two and a half hour games, I think, are going to be regular occurrences but beyond Mm -hmm. the time of game itself it's just gonna be the pace of it they're just cutting out dead time in the game they're cutting the time that the pitcher's standing there on the mound looking in for signals and shaking and holding and trying to mess up the hitters timing they're gonna keep hitters accountable and inside the batter's box they have to be there when the clock hits eight looking at the pitcher ready for a pitch to be delivered i i think the closest facsimile I can make is that every game is going to look like a mark burley game now and if you remember mark burley was the quickest pitcher in the big leagues for a long time and his games were fun to watch because you knew he was going to get the ball in his glove be right on the mound already come set and get ready to pitch within 12 to 15 seconds and that is going to be everyone now it's going to take a lot of time in spring training and even in April for guys to get used to this. But I think once they do, the effect on the game is going to be enormous and enormously positive.
3: Why bigger bases?
0: Um, because they want them to look more like pizza boxes. I mean, I, you know, I, <laughs> no, I, I think, I think in reality the, the, there's a twofold element to it. One uh, is the hope that it will cut down on injury, you know, guys at first base getting stepped on. But I think the more demonstrable effect is that they want to increase stolen bases. We are at a point now in baseball where the players are infinitely more talented than they were 50 years ago. And and that's, that's not to suggest that guys in the 70s weren't good. They just weren't educated like players are now on how to take this craft and come as close to perfecting it as you can. They they weren't training like the way that players are now. So you have more speed right now, and you have fans who love stolen bases because, of course, they love stolen bases. It's an exciting play. It's essentially mano a mano with the catcher and the runner, and the runner is trying to uh, outfox the catcher. And it's something that we've done as kids throughout our you know throughout our existence. Can I beat something? to a point can I get there faster than it can and when you cut down I know it's only four and a half inches but considering it's such a bang bang play every time it's second and third base if those four and a half inches could make all the difference in the world and while I don't think Ricky Henderson's record is in jeopardy anytime soon <laughs> I do think someone's going to steal 75 bases this year and it's been a long long time since we've seen that
3: gosh when was the last time we had somebody steal that many bases
0: I should probably know this, but unfortunately I'm too far from my, see normally like this is why radio interviews before zoom were so wonderful (laughs) because I could sit in front of my computer and just type it up and no one would know because I could type softly (laughs) and then I sound smart. No, I sound like a bumbling idiot who just doesn't know who last stole seventy-five bases. So please, someone hit Baseball Reference
3: for us. All right, let's. Uh, Paulie, you want to give us some suggestions of who could be the last player to have at least seventy-five? <laughs> well,
7: 75. Ricky Henderson is at fourteen hundred and six stolen bases. No, but
3: who stole seventy-five bases in a season? Most recently? Yes, that was the question. D. Gordon, maybe? Oh no, I was asking you for the answer. Jacoby Ellsbury hit seventy
6: in two thousand nine. That was the last year he was good, right? Uh, man. Trying to find this. <laughs> Is 70- he still
3: getting paid by the Yankees? By the way, Yankees That's win. Over. Yeah. That much I know.
6: Yeah. Kenny Lofton in '96 hit 75. Yeah, man. Yeah, to-
0: been, let, let's put it this way: it's been a while, yeah. and I it, it was very interesting to me. Major League Baseball made a presentation out here a couple days ago, and they did one in Florida yesterday, where they were sort of uh, you know assessing the state of the game and. In this assessment of the state of the game, they, they're they talking about what fans want. They, did a, they said they did a big, wide-ranging survey. And nowhere on there was home runs, which surprised me a little bit. I, I, even with the proliferation of home runs, I still think fans love them. But stolen bases was at, like, the top of the list. And uh, I get it. it you know, the, I, I think stolen bases are a microcosm of where Major League Baseball has gone and maybe where it's aired. Which is that they realized unless you steal bases at a 75 to 80 percent clip, it's just not a smart thing to run, and so that kind of phased out the you know the trying to make baseball so efficient. Uh, it phased out stolen bases, and this really is an effort to bring back that lost part of the game.
3: We're talking to Jeff Passon from the mothership. Uh, the shift that, uh, well, no more shifts now you have to have two fielders on the left side of the infield and two infielders, and you have to stay on the dirt. Uh, Who is going to benefit from this?
0: Uh, Theoretically, the left-handed hitters who are losing outs on what would have been singles to right field, but you have the third baseman shifted all the way over to to short right field, or you move the second baseman over and move everyone else over. That's who it should help. Um, I'm not sure that, Singles up the middle are going to make quite the comeback that (laughs) that people are thinking or hoping, because remember, you can still have the shortstop shifted over to one step to the right of second base or the second baseman shifted over to to one step of the left. Uh, But I I do think that those.
3: Oh, I think the freeze up there. Another thing that never happened on uh, the presume. Yeah, era. when you did radio. Yeah. yeah, when you're on your cell phone. Yeah, didn't freeze up. Let's see if we got him back, Jeff. Do we have you back? Uh, I
0: think I'm back.
3: There, there you are.
0: I think I'm here. Yeah, I you, hope I'm here. There you go.
3: Yeah, but but you said left-handed hitters are probably going to benefit more.
0: Yeah, left-handed pull power hitters, guys who were you know dropping balls into into right field. All the shift rules are going to change, Dan. Is it just going to add singles back to the game? So I'm not sure how exciting, like, you know, marginally hard hit line drives into right field that take one hop and go to the right fielder are necessarily. I know the shift has been an issue that has caused enormous consternation among older baseball fans and, and, you know, people who, uh, even though it's been around since Ted Williams, uh, bemoan the fact that defenders are shifted. But. The fact that it's only really going to add singles back to the party, uh, I just don't think it's going to have that huge an effect. Nowhere close to the pitch clock. Frankly, I think the the pickoff rule where you can only disengage from the rubber twice, which means either two pickoff moves, two step-offs, or some combination therein, uh, may have a greater effect on the game than the shift rule. Yeah,
3: I was wondering about that. Let's say you throw over twice. I can take whatever lead I want now because you can't throw over right
0: well you can throw over a third time you can throw over a third time but if the guy isn't out if he gets back to the base in time then it's considered a balk, and he gets to advance <laughs> and anyone else on base gets to advance as well
3: uh great to talk to you have fun out there in spring training thank you jeff
0: hopefully i have a better wi-fi
3: connection all right that's, that's jeff Passon. yeah you know times are tough at espn they can't afford good wi-fi apparently they're using dial-up. Oh, no. Yeah, probably. Yeah, see. Uh, just to
6: update, Jeff, real quick, too. Uh, Jose Reyes in 2007 had 78. Oh. That's not
3: too long ago. Yeah. But yeah. A bit. But I
7: thought, uh, I thought Paulie's D. Gordon was right. Yeah, I think he, he had a run a few years ago where he had a run. But really, 50 is the number now. In, in the past six years, I think like three or four dudes have 50 stolen bases. Mm. It's just It's just not done. It's not even attempted.
3: Yeah, I always go back to that quote when I ask Alex Rodriguez why he didn't steal any you know bases anymore. And he said, they don't pay me to steal bases anymore. Whereas before in his career, you know, guys wanted to be 30-30 or 40-40. Now they don't care. Yeah, Paul.
7: Ricky Henderson's stolen base record is more safe than Jerry Rice's reception record. Because passing is going up. Yeah. I mean, like Emmett Smith, you think he's pretty safe because of the split running backs, all this stuff. I mean, Ricky Henderson's 500 ahead of the next closest guy, and that guy was has been dead for 30 years. Jeez. It, it's really a joke. You'd have to play 20 years and be great. Was and that Ricky uh, to Lou Brock? Yeah, Lou Brock's at 938. Yeah. And then a bunch of guys, you know, Tim Raines is up there. He's the most, one of the more recent guys. Vince Coleman, and that's I'm air-quoting recent guys.
6: Yeah, Seton. The interesting advantage that Major League Baseball has over uh, the NFL with these kinds of things is that they can implement the rules in minor leagues first and see if yeah. it works yeah. and see how good it is. The NFL is like, well, let's just throw it out there and see what
3: happens. You yeah. Know? It's, well, they're using the USFL. Like That's what the NFL is now doing. Uh, the average time of a nine-inning game in 2022. You guys want to take a guess? The, yes, Todd.
5: 246.
3: Nope. Seton. 314. No. Nope. Marv? 320. No? Nope. Pauly? Three oh seven. Three oh four. Ooh. That's a six minute decline from twenty twenty one when it was three ten. The time of the game has been rising consistently since uh well twenty fourteen, the three hour mark. I just want I I just want excitement in it. I, I don't You can have a boring two-and-a-half-hour game. You can have an exciting three-hour game. But getting movement, taking away the time where you get in, get out of the box, get the ball, rub it up, go to the back of the mound, just a lot of dead time. I still love a clock, like all sporting events have, that when the clock strikes zero, then the game is over.
7: So you want a two and a half hour baseball game timed? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just you're on the clock at two
3: thirty. That's it, unless unless you go uh, into uh, extra innings. But just two hours and thirty minutes, and you watch that clock tick down. <laughs> you know, like we got twenty eight minutes to get a rally here. <laughs> but you also have these rules of the pitch clock. And by the way, you baseball announcers out there, any of you announcers, be careful. Pitch, pause, clock. Just make sure that you do that in the upcoming season. Or clock for pitchers. Now the right sound. Yes, Todd.
5: Do you add extra time like they do in soccer while they were reviewing plays through the course of the game or the coaches came out to talk to somebody? if you want to.
3: And then the game ends. ends, Nobody knows Mm -hmm. when the game's in. Oh, don't get defensive It's going to be 30 seconds. It's
6: going to be a minute. Nobody knows when the game is in. One out, bases
3: loaded. Wait, Game's over. Uh, Wait a second. That's it. It's 3-2 in the night. Nobody knows when the game is going to end. No, but, you know, with soccer, (laughs) they usually let you, if you're on a run, that they'll let the play play out. If let's say it's you know counting down and you know you're in your windup, then you get to deliver that pitch. Okay, so
5: it's one out, bases loaded. The guy pops out. Now the game's over. Yeah. two out, bases loaded. The game's yeah. over. Yeah. I mean,
3: the game then. Nobody <laughs> and we got two guys in
5: scoring position. We're down by one. Up you the game's a over. a doozy
1: yesterday. Every four years, Todd brings this up. Thank you, Todd.
3: The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com EQE. All right,
4: everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the plate. You've already talked about that.